Sneaker, sneaker business, business talk. talk. The podcast you cheer for. Sneaker, sneaker business, business talk. talk. It's the Soul Material Podcast. And welcome once again to the Soul Material Podcast, the podcast you cheer for. I'm your man, the OGEO. All right, it's T Mark the Street Shark. We're back. We are back. We are back. We're going to give you some of that sneaker business talking heavy on the business side as we will talk about Foot Locker exclusively in this episode. And we have talked in previous episodes about how some stores, models, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, have uh, bit the bullet. Sports Authority, you know, you can go down the line of things because COVID, business tactics, proper business, improper business, and so forth. But somehow, Falaka keeps on ticking, and even with the closing of all foot action stores, and now the recent news of them planning on closing 400 stores within the next three years, rebranding. We just want to talk about how Falaka, who um, has now been in business for 49 years, going to make it another 49 as they continue to adapt with the times and they're still kicking. And I want to kick the U-Shark to say, what is Foot Locker doing now to somehow ensure that they will be around um, another 49, 50 years? Well, again, this is a ongoing story. That's why we're covering it this way, because it's so it, it's not even that it's segmented. Like we're uh, for our long-term listeners, I hope that you've caught on to that we're telling you what's happening like before they're telling you what they're doing um and and this is a these are classic playbooks of of um you know the marketplace change so now they're adapting they see the future um because of the 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 after sale market um um, so they know that that's where the there's more money over there so it's like let's get out of the middleman game and then nike took themselves out of the loop that's a big factor into footlocker making these decisions because nike is the anchor brand so if they aren't going to ship you the, the same exclusive product then you might as well you better either you change or you you fold. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you don't have any other options uh, in between. Uh, trust me, I've worked in this industry. I've seen what it looks like when a store has Nike and does not have Nike because Nike used to have rules in those mall stores uh, about oversaturation. So depending on what market you were in, you couldn't have more than five or six stores uh, um, that had. It, you know, I don't even care if it was the basic Nike account. They did, they just didn't want all the stores having the stuff. So, like some stores, you had to open up and then wait uh, um, for for their for their clearance or whatever, and then they'll uh, uh, roll you in. Uh, and that's only based on being a, a national retailer and, um, and already having the existing relationship. Um, but they take that stuff serious, uh, uh, what they used to. Um, um, and even with the street stores too, um, that some of that rule, there's a, there's a proximity of who was in that shopping center or, or, or whatever, but that, that rule was more enforced for the mall. Um, so it actually doesn't surprise me that they're getting rid of the malls. Uh, cause what have we talked about on this podcast too is, you know, uh, post pandemic, mm-hmm. The mall scene is different, yeah. Um, and if you aren't engaging your customers um, on multiple levels, then you're not going to you're not going to get people going to the mall anymore. The casual shoppers 
our families uh, um, and that's an outing now um, you know you don't you're not you know depending on what city you're in as far as the how the raffles and works you know the lineups and camping you know camping is dead anyway so um you know i've i feel like um this move one to uh and again Closing the stores, 400 stores, that sounds like a dramatic number, but that, that's over a couple years, okay? So that means they're just going to fade out. Um, they're just going to not replenish the stock, and, you know, and, and liquidate and this is this. So after probably the holiday season for this calendar year of 2023, you, everything's just going to be rolling out. Um, so visit your malls. Um, so that, that's the order acquisition tip. Uh, visit those footlockers uh, this year because this is a wrap. Uh, um, and um, and then they're going to invest more in rebranding. All right. So that means that they're going to take those street stores and they're going to remodel them. All right. And we've seen this with a, a few other stores um, where they'll remodel it, um, get get rid of some of their old. Uh, so it just looks more than racks and shoes on a wall. Right. Um, you know, it gets a little boutique, not too boutique, like the sports zone boutique, not that um, uh, because that didn't <laughs> that came and went. Um, but it's just more of a modernized feel experience. And it's now an experience, right? You're mm-hmm. going to see stores. You're probably going to see a video wall or something like that somewhere now. Uh, um, and all these little interaction, uh, interactive uh, 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 touch points. Uh, um, it may not be a physical touch point, but um, so that's happening. Um, and then the, part of their like their rebrand, they, they're saying they want to rebrand. I think they call it the lace up initiative, where part of it is they want to, um, you know. They 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 want to redo their brand, you know. If they're going to redo their brand, what is it? Is it going to get modernized or is it going to go back to the core essence? Like that's what I'm waiting to know, um, you know. Because if it's Foot Locker, part of me wants to see the hoop uh, and the scoreboard show back up in the uh, uh, back up in the store. Give me some hardwood uh, 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 settings or whatever, and and. Give me an old TV up there or, you know, the video wall and watch some NBA or NBC uh, while in the store. Uh, you've heard us talk about that stuff, but, you know, but that's part of their their strategy. And like they even put a line in in the the, the I guess the talking points that are public now for mm-hmm. what their strategy is. Like mm-hmm. there's even a line in there that they want to reconnect with the sneaker culture and do more sneaker stuff, uh, um, you know, and I'll just always keep saying like. Unless you're hiring a sneaker person, then good luck. Because you're not going to really uh, – it's going to be optical. It's going to be a novelty. Um, and I just want to – interested to see how that, that's going to work out. Um, and then a couple other things. Again, I, I'm very keen on them saying that they were going to like – one of their options is to remodel their stores. Um, because what is that going to look like? Is it going to be regional? Um, or is there you just gonna come with the cookie cutter um, immediately, or or is there gonna be some big market tests here or something like that? So just interested to see see what that is. And the last thing I say is something I've said in previous episode when we were talking about the the retail experience. Um, we told you what the future was, Omni. Uh, all right, Omni Channel, and they specifically said they want to be best in class in Omni moving forward. Like there's, there's a reason why that was the last line item of their talking points all right because that's i feel like that's what they wanted to wanted to you know that sticking point of you know 
We want to be best in class in Omni. And again, that's just the seamless experience and journey from digital to physical. So however they communicated with you on social media, emails, tech, whatever it is, whatever the engagement is digitally, you know, it's a seamless transition from you getting those messages all the way to your point of purchase where you purchase it on your mobile device, on the laptop, or actually getting to the store. Either way, it's not a singular journey for each type of communication. Mm. It's one loop that says, you know, the end game is to get you to, to, to purchase here, but we want to take you on this journey. Sometimes it's an educational thing. Sometimes it's a, you got to educate people on the products or, or let them know what's coming out or just how they uh, communicate. I was actually talking to someone explaining this concept to them and they were just like, wait, you talked about that on your podcast. Um, and I was like, yeah, sneaker business talk. Um, and this is heavy on the business. And then I said, but this, I learned about this four or five years ago mm-hmm. and have given recommendations um, on um, different strategies to utilize this. But now it's becoming more uh, known. And that person was telling me, hey, I did walk through a mall and I, and I walked past multiple stores and I kept, my phone kept going off. And I was just like, because you're you're linked, um, <laughs> uh, and that's 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 kind of the concept of getting a push notification when you're in the vicinity mm-hmm. of, of a store. Um, you know they're gonna push you a coupon or push you the deal of the day. Um, uh, if it's Nike, they they know you have the running app. They know you like certain things, and they're gonna push that to you when you're walking through the 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 entrance to to the store or you're in the the zone of that. Uh, uh, of that store in the mall. So I'm not, I'm actually surprised that more people haven't been complaining about it already. Um, especially an older demographic that just doesn't understand mm. uh, 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 that the whole world just got geotagged. Um, and you can just walk around um, um, and um, getting pinged. Yeah. Getting pinged <laughs> and they know, they know who you are. So, so yeah, those are the, the lace up initiative. Uh, um, I just wanted to break down those details. Uh, um, and we'll peel back the layers in a second, but just really, like Omni. I just want to keep honing in on Omni because it is a big integral strategy for marketing um, because it's literally the umbrella to all of the other pieces, right? So it doesn't matter how many different social media platforms you're on. You are trying to have one seamless experience all the way through. So that doesn't mean just the same stuff over and over again. That means that in order to be successful at Omni, you have to understand who the end user is. It doesn't work. If if those special catered journeys, you can't build that stuff if you're not, if you don't have enough data on the individuals um, to be able to, you know, build that experience for them. So um, so that means that people either you're gonna have to be more open-minded to participate in stuff like this, or you're just gonna, have to, you know shut it all the way down and and, and, and uh but that's what i don't suggest uh, uh for your auto action uh, technique let it work for you don't be intimidated by the technology don't be intimidated by um the what you think is an invasion of privacy and this this and this um you know i actually work in <laughs> you know i'm a compliance officer in real life so just that your data is actually secure uh, um the way that you that you're signing up they're not taking your credit card and charging it uh, uh, uh for you These, there's this thing called like openless apps uh, um where you don't have to be in the app uh, um to still 
get notifications and and and, and post uh and 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 get things sent to you uh pushed to you so again there's this open air openless uh uh space um mixed in with your you know your bluetooth areas that that are that are locked into these geotags um so um my suggestion is to just you know learn a little bit more about these spaces um uh, so more if you want to avoid something you can avoid something but um it existing we're beyond that now well it does exist uh, um and um yeah it's like the the metaverse i always think about that dave Chappelle um uh example of when he did the skit on the internet and he he was like walking through the mall which is um, 20 years ago i believe yeah that. but it was relevant to like how you get spammed or it's like hey buddy come on over here um, um, um you know but it's that spoof is real life you're literally walking through the mall but you're in the metaverse all right and and so much is happening that they're just saying don't worry about the malls anymore <laughs> we'll catch you outside in the streets <laughs> uh, uh while you're grocery shopping uh that's more important uh like the mall is fishing a barrel all right a lot of your mall customers they're not there for that store um, mm -hmm. They're there for the experience of the mall, which is why we talked about who the sneaker heads are or the sneaker consumers um, in previous episodes. And we're talking about families are more prevalent to walk around malls in groups rather than the individual to go get the, the one thing, the one and done. Um, if you're the one and done, you're you're more than likely the stock locator that use some of our other advice with style numbers and all the other stuff um, to get. But the street store like. That's the savvy person. The savvy person is going to the street location because it has less foot traffic. Therefore, if you want that wheeling and dealing uh, um, that the OG has, has told you about too, you're probably going to go to a street store uh, because you get a you, you can go to odd time, um, um, you know, and you can just talk to those people. They're not going to be notoriously busy like they are at the at the mall because mall has foot traffic. Mall has those stores have people in them that are never going to buy. Um, uh, but street stores, that percentage of people not buying goes down um, um, when it's a destination location rather than this communal location of of casual uh, shoppers. So, Definitely. So I think that that's another strategic reason why they're moving away from the mall. There's some overhead associated with rent uh, <laughs> for a mall versus a, a street store location uh, um, because depending on the mall um, it's not all a, like their prices for square footage are, uh, uh, they don't you don't get to lock in to deals at the mall like you do in a street store when you're renting out that space right so and then the malls you gotta you gotta sign longer agreements there's nobody no footlockers you know, maybe these little kiosk people, whatever, but you're not going to sign a, a one year lease. You're possible. never going to sign a one year lease. Mall, <laughs> so it's like three It's like the minimum almost. Um, so that's why it's going to take this rollout for them three to years. close the stores because contractually they still have to occupy the space um, for to they're just not renewing. That's what they just told us. They really should have just told us, you know, we ain't renewing. Um, so, and then we're going to downsize after we don't renew. 
um, uh, 400 agreement <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, but so that's code translated uh, uh, for a soul material audience. Uh, give you that that speaker business talk, um, you know, more clarity over popularity. So and speaking of business chart, what I found very intriguing, Footlocker's current CEO, she was very transparent about revitalizing, renewing and refreshing the relationship with Nike. And over the past decade, um, you could have been an outsider looking in and you would have known some things were going on between Foot Locker and Nike. And as you already stated a few minutes ago, Shark, that um, you see what happened to stores <laughs> when they don't have a Nike account or relationship with Nike, Nike go sour. And a lot of the terminology that has been used by the CEO publicly um, is a direct relationship with Nike, the same things that Nike are saying. So they're in cahoots and they're in hand in hand, obviously. And I'm intrigued like you because I'm saying to myself, just maybe a decade ago, you guys were shutting down your quote unquote street stores. And now there's potential of you closing these 400 stores, 125 of them being low volume or low producing um, or low profiting champ stores. But then somehow down the line, reopening the street store again for the street experience. So um, again, this is why Falaka has stayed alive as long as they have and they continue to thrive because the adaptability, having people in place, as you always talk about, you got to have people in place in power that are willing to say, hey, I don't know when on last time, we'll bite the bullet. Apologies. How we get this thing move, moving forward? Because a partnership at the end of the day. And Nike's kind of let people know, let companies know with the direct-to-consumer model, we really don't need you at this point in time. You kind of well, need us. So, well, I mean, I'm just saying. I think that there's a real estate game at play here, meaning, mm. you know, the cannibalization of their own territory. Mm. That's what they're getting. They're getting rid of that surface layer, that dead skin, you know, because part of the strategy is just underperforming stores are going to get closed regardless. It don't matter if you're a street store or a mall. Um, you know, part of the strategy says if you're underperforming, then you're gone too. But my point with the real estate uh, concept, meaning if we're in the Washington, D.C. area, let's just say crossover to the Northern Virginia side. Mm -hmm. How many foot lockers are there in I don't know, 15 mile radius. It's more than one. Definitely. Is it more than three? Depending on where you are, yeah. Yeah, so let's just say Northern Virginia, right? Uh, um, you know, and I'd say within, as soon as you cross over, you got the Pentagon City, mm -hmm. you got Springfield, you got, there's, there's actually one here at Landmark, um, and there's Tyson's, and there's actually a new one. Fair Oaks. Fair Oaks. Yeah, but then there's another one in Northern Virginia that just opened up too with like a community. Uh well, that's a like it's going out for like um, got Manassas Mall. Yeah. So so my point is, you know, let's just say six stores. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's do the round even number. I'll say 10, honestly, but yeah, I'll go with six. Yeah. Let's just say, because i I just want to what would happen. Would the six stores hurt you if you only had two? Right? Mm. Because that, that those pool of people, you might get more out of it <laughs> because they all have to go to, they, they don't get the choice 
to go to for convenience, right? Um, like I'll put it to you like this. Uh, I was talking about older generations and my parents and and others, um, and eating habits and things like that, right? Why were they different? Because you didn't have conveniency back then. Um, uh, you know what I'm saying. So my point is, if you were grocery shop, but you know, my parents grew up in in the south, so if you have to drive. 30 minutes, 40 minutes to get to the grocery store, you're going to make sure you get everything you wanted uh, and th th that you need. And there's no doubling back. There's no running to 7-Eleven. They didn't have any of that stuff. Um, uh, you know what I mean? So your buying habits were different. So this is what I'm talking about. If you have to travel longer than you normally did, uh, um, in instead of 10 minutes, now it's 20, 25 minutes. Okay, uh, in DMV travel time, uh, and even though that's only two miles, um, so you do that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and you might be better off, uh, um, because I feel like you're gonna, you're always gonna maintain the sophisticated customer. You're gonna lose the casual consumer that has low volume and dollar amount. I meant low volume and quantity, um, low value in do average dollar amount per per sale um and the future frequency is the retention is low anyway mm -hmm. so this is almost like a you know now i'm getting into like real business like sustainer models and stuff like that that just says the retention is greater <laughs> um with the more sophisticated consumer so you're actually clearing some of the landscape so that the sophisticated consumer can thrive a little bit more, um, um, you know, because they were already going to do the work. So outside the loss of jobs, you're saying this is going to be kind of insignificant in many ways, as far as from a business, strict business standpoint, with Foot Locker yeah, moving you forward. start to wash a little bit, right? Because mm -hmm. they're already losing. So it's addition by subtraction. You get rid of the stuff you're losing and then you gain that way because you don't have the diminishing returns eat, can't, eating into into what you have. It's a clever play. Um, um, you know, and that's why we're peeling back the la layers over here uh, uh, for that clarity over popularity because you're going to, you know, knowing this exists, knowing what their, their strategies that they are, like, again, consumer, we've been saying this since day one. You have the power. You kind of help dictate this journey. Um, they're only reacting to the marketplace. Um, um, but this time it's a dramatic shift We've explained a lot of, of of the things that have gotten to this the to this shift, but um, at the end of the day, um, I think that you know just uh, kind of you know maybe the tier zeros come back, maybe you know the energy stores come back, um, you maybe know, the lock exclusive comes back. That's what I'm saying because Nike partnership. Well, I don't think they're going to have all of that um, because Nike's going so direct to consumer that they don't want specialized product through these retailers like that. They'd rather collab with the artists and do something on their platform than go through these retailers anymore. Um, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's what's going to be harder. Um, they might pick up the collaborative, the the package or whatever, but it may they may that I say that they might get the release. Or if there's pieces and there's apparel, they might not get all the pieces, um, mm. and they might not be a part of the campaign campaign, right? Where where 
you know, Nike has, you know, it can, you know, they, they'll tell you where you can buy it. They don't, so always, on their they site. don't always say go to Foot Locker. Though. You, um, uh, you know what I mean? Especially if they have it themselves. If there they have go. it themselves, they're not pushing anything uh, for Foot Locker. Foot Locker just has to be like, well, our release is this day. Um, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, actually Puma may be a better example because of their Foot Locker partnerships and then their independent partnerships that they do that are collaborations with artists um, um, and, and athletes with a whole collection. I'm thinking like Corday right now with the mm -hmm. high level thing because their stuff on Foot Locker that they don't have on the Puma site. Like some of the apparel is on the Foot Locker site, but not on the Puma website. Um, Foot, well, Puma only has the shoes. Uh, you would think it would be the opposite. Um, but for someone like Corday, I felt like him having his apparel in Foot Locker is what he wanted mm -hmm. uh, because he wanted that consumer. There's no Puma store for them to walk around into. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's like your friends at museum having, uh, you know, museum apparel in Foot Locker. There's still value for what they do for that to be there. Um, 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 you know what I'm saying? So the, like, those are the type of things where, where do those relationships go uh, um, when when the landscapes uh, starts to change? Mm -hmm. um, um, but you still got more time. Uh, um, but maybe more of that actually happens. Maybe that's part of the specialized stuff that you're gonna, you know, each market or bigger markets they they do more collaborations for apparel or something like that. Um, I don't know. Um, um, with uh, but if if it's they want to touch into the culture. They had to know that it's bigger than sneaker culture. It's this lifestyle. It's not even this lifestyle. There's so many different aspects to it. Um, so um, feel free to give us a call. Um, your favorite cultural consultants. Uh, um, and um, you know we'd love to uh, talk uh, sneaker business because uh, that's what we do uh, over here um, at the Soul Material Podcast. So yeah, I think that that's a Good checkpoint um, for, for, you know, there's so many layers to this uh, conversation, which is why we had to make this Continuous. episode. We're going to do this again with more um, as this story uh, uh, unfolds. I, I feel like we've done at least like four or five episodes to have this lineage over the last, you know, 10 months uh, um, from either from last season to this season um, that this, that is continuing to evolve. Um, and um Again, uh, keep tuning in to the podcast you cheer for because we have the answers. <laughs> um, um, so, um, yeah, and, and there's more to come. Definitely. It's just that with what has gone on and what's been publicized, Shark, I'm just wondering who's really running this ship because the way it sounds is that Nike's running this ship and Foot Locker is, is following. And I'm just intrigued because um, we've seen in the past where when things may break, this new CEO sounds like um, she's about change. She sees what's going on and she's willing to adapt. And yeah. um, we'll see what goes on. But I'm I'm intrigued to see when the next hiccup is going to come because you know it's coming because it's just yeah. business. You know it's coming. Yeah, and they just need that sustainability. I think that that's what you're referencing with the with the C uh, the CEO uh, mm -hmm. because you know we've talked about the sustainability of if you don't have your anchor, 
Like, can you stand alone by yourself? Mm-hmm. I think that they the answer to that question was no. no. And then the, the C, uh, CEO is coming in and saying that we need a new answer because mm-hmm. the answer needs to be yes, um, which is rebrand, uh, uh, get back to basics, uh, uh, trim the fat, uh, like all of that stuff. That just sounds like a workout plan to me. Uh, um, eat right, uh, <laughs> you know, drink water, uh, uh, you know, eat your vitamins. three times a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? That sounds like a regular prescription. Brother. But it's just, it's just interesting how that that never you know the uh, the common sense answer that's right underneath your nose is never gets applied or whatever so you know good to have fresh talent but again it's who you consult with who's going to help you um, along the way um you're going to need those cultural consultants uh, uh, um but um, um and listen um because you can't force anything here so we'll see what happens but uh uh soul material told you so um you know the future is omni all right, omni-channel. Um, it's a life, you know. It's it's a part of your lifestyle now, whether you know it or not. There are people in boardrooms talking about it, um, and how to create these experiences. Um, it's just you know, it's a playground out there. Um, and um, just the more you know, uh, the 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 better you're equipped to find those deals and um, stay safe uh, and secure, uh, um, and have that peace of mind um um about the technology and everything that's going on so definitely there we go yep so there you go another episode in the books uh footlocker business um and um you know last word from the og signing off not at all to be continued to be continued (laughs) until next time all right we're out soul material podcast peace to you